two days before the beginning of Lent, and my wife Julie asked me, have you decided what you're giving up for Lent? If I've learned one thing in my 20 years of marriage, is that the correct response to this question is this. What would you like me to give up for Lent, dear? <laughs> Without missing a beat, she said, being late? This Lenten prescription for my wife had been diagnosed from having endured this shortcoming of mine ever since we started dating in high school. Wishing to remain a married man, I committed myself in that moment to giving up, being late, for Lent. When it comes to sticking to what we give up for Lent, I hope you're doing better than I am. I started off Lent getting my kids to school Ash Wednesday morning, late. As I was beating myself up about being late for Lent, I started reflecting on today's gospel reading of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead, and I discovered a great grace. Did you notice who in this gospel reading arrived later than expected? That's right, Jesus. Man, do I love Jesus. <laughs> Jesus has a way of taking that which we most hate about ourselves and redeeming it with his grace if we let him. This story, Jesus reveals to us more about his grace every step of the way, more about his humanity, and more about his divinity. Like any good story, this story answers the questions that we have about who, what, where, when, and why. Since we've been talking about timeliness, let's start with the question of when. When Jesus showed up in today's gospel reading, was he actually late? Consider that sometimes the timing of our world is out of sync with God's time. Consider with all humility that sometimes God's timing, well, actually always, God's timing is better than our timing. Jesus, after all, can foresee events that are going to take place in the future. We cannot. Jesus knew that he could go to where Lazarus was and heal him of the illness that he had, that disease that he had, saving him from death. But Jesus also knew that by waiting, he could go and raise a dead man that had been dead for four days. He knew that this raising of Lazarus from the dead was a greater miracle than the miracle Martha and Mary expected Jesus to do in coming and healing them. And it was this greater miracle of raising Lazarus from the dead, Jesus knew, that would cause more people to believe in him as our Savior than if he had just done the miracle that Martha and Mary expected Jesus to do. I'm saddened by Martha and Mary and how their expectations of Jesus got in the way of them receiving and giving grace. I'm imagining that, that scene where Lazarus is about ready to take his last breath here on earth, and Martha and Mary are at his bedside. And instead of being fully present in that moment, that's meant to be a moment of great sacredness and great intimacy. Their mind was in the future. And they were thinking 
mind is not in the presence and the grace that Jesus is trying to bring in their lives and for Lazarus. Instead, their minds and their hearts are focused on the past, saying to Jesus, Lord, if you had only been here, my brother would not have died. How many times in our own lives do we fall into this Martha and Mary trap of not being fully present and instead focusing too much on the past or the future. Think of those times when you are talking with somebody and your mind is not in the present, instead is focused on where you have to go next. Or think of those times when somebody shows up late to a meeting and instead of showing them the grace and being fully present with them, your mind is on the past and holding on to that resentment for them showing up late. When we live in the future of the past like this, we let our expectations get in the way of Jesus making his grace present so that we can receive it and share it with others. Second, focus on the question of who. Who receives the greatest miracle in today's gospel reading? I don't know if you're like me or not, but sometimes I doubt my ability to raise a dead person. Paradoxically, I actually believe that I can do what was the greatest miracle in today's gospel reading. Let me explain. If there was a dead man named Lazarus, who is 2,000 years old, who is now alive and 2,000 years old, still walking this earth, I think we would know about it and have heard about this. So I think we can assume that Lazarus died again, right? That Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead with that physical healing was just temporary. And actually, this physical healing really cost Jesus nothing. Contrast that with Jesus' experience today with Martha. This spiritual healing that Jesus provided to Martha by increasing her faith that resulted in her beautiful profession of faith that Jesus is the Son of God, is the Christ, is Lord, and that all that believe in the statement will have eternal life. That's eternal life. Just some temporary life. And in order for Martha to have this eternal life, it would cost Jesus everything on the cross. Third, let's focus on the question of where. After Jesus increases Martha's faith with this spiritual healing, Jesus asks the question of searching out Lazarus, where have you laid him? This, is, this question of where is actually an echo of God's question of where in the Garden of, Good, uh, Garden of Eden after Adam and Eve's first sin. Remember, Adam and Eve sinned, and then they went and covered themselves and hid themselves from God. And God, who used to walk in friendship and fellowship and communion with them in the Garden, searches them out, asking, Where are you? Seeking to restore that relationship that they used to have and that sense of communion that they used to have. Jesus is echoing that. Remember, the ultimate consequence of sin is death. So Jesus is searching out Lazarus, who had just died, asking, where have you laid him? Seeking to reconcile and get back to the way things used to be, where he walked in communion and friendship with his friend Lazarus. I'm thinking about how God still searches us out, us sinners out today. During this time.
maybe in a particular way, where God and Jesus is making his presence known in the confessional, asking of us, where are you? Fourth, let's look at the question of what. What makes Jesus weep? Sin does. We see Jesus' humanity and divinity on full display in his weeping. With his weeping, we see Jesus' humanity, where he is weeping as a human being at his friend's death. When we have a loved one that dies, Jesus' tears mingle with our tears. He's united in our humanity in this way. We also see Jesus' weeping as part of his revealing of his divinity. Jesus, who existed before time began, knew that the original plan was not what we have today as a result of sin, disease, and death. And he is not okay with it. Jesus weeps, and those tears speak to us. He would only come to me. I can feel this. So there's not a need for so much disease and death. He knows what we were made for, and he knows what we've become because of sin, and he is not okay with it. The same is true for us. These tears are not meant to be paralyzing tears. They are meant to be tears that we sit in, and then we move on to the resurrection from the dead. Fifth, let's look at the question of why. Why is the story relevant to my life? Whether we are people who are punctual or we are people like myself who have a tendency of running late, there is one meeting that none of us will be late for. That is our meeting with Jesus after we take our last breath here on earth. At that moment, we will be dead and we are incapable of raising ourselves from death. There is only one person who can raise us from death and bring us back to life. Jesus said, Lazarus, come out, and even death had to obey him. The same power that raised Lazarus from the dead is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, and it's the same power that we will have residing with us after we receive Jesus in the Eucharist in a few moments then we, like Lazarus, will be living and walking testimonies for the glory of God. Brothers and sisters, we have two more weeks until Easter. We ask God to help us in being faithful to our sacrificial Lenten practices so we may grow closer to Jesus, so we may truly share in the joy of new life Jesus has won for us in his resurrection.